If you want to approach your birth feeling cool, calm and confident, then you are in the right place. Welcome to HypnoWhat. I'm your host Claire, a doula and hypnobirthing teacher from Edinburgh and I'm here to help you look forward to birth. So let's get going. Good afternoon everyone. Well, it's afternoon for me recording this, but I guess I should cover all bases and give you a good morning and a good evening as well. Welcome to the HypnoWalk podcast and today you are joining me for episode 13. I am going to be talking to you about contractions and we can't talk about contractions without gushing about the amazing uterus and the unbelievable role that it plays in vaginal birth. I actually popped a wee poll on my Instagram stories to help me decide what to chat to you about today. And if you don't already follow me, then you can find me by searching for Birthing Parents Club on Instagram. And I'll link the page in the show notes as well. But I had three ideas for episodes that I wanted to talk about today. And the result was super close, very, very nearly a three-way tie. What contractions are and how do they work one by a single vote, I think. So the other two topics we will be covering over the next two weeks. And those are using water during labour and birth and also preparing to breastfeed or chest feed. And I'm going to do those, like I said, over the next couple of weeks. The preparing for feeding episode will mostly discuss what normal newborn behaviour looks like for babies who are not bottle fed. And this is something that I think is super important to understand before your baby arrives because with the breastfeeding rates in the UK being amongst the lowest in the world, very few of us actually know what that looks like or what to expect. And that also goes for our support network. You know, you might be the first person that your mum, dad, auntie has ever seen to not feed a baby with formula. And that is going to impact on how they are able to support you and the conversations that they might have with you or any advice they might give you. Anyway, it's a story for another day or another podcast uh, that'll be on next week or maybe the week after. But it is something that I am super passionate about, as you can probably tell. Now, today we are going to talk about contractions. And we all know that contractions are a part of labour and birth. But do we actually know what they are or what they're doing? Most people in the beginning don't. They just think, right, I'm going to have contractions and whatever they are, they're going to get bigger and harder throughout labour until my baby is born. And that is not true for everyone. Not all all contractions are made equal. We have different kinds of contractions which do completely different jobs and those are going to have very different sensations in our body as well. And you also have Braxton Hicks, which are a kind of contraction thrown into the mix. So let's get into it. If you are a regular listener of my show, you will know that I really believe that knowledge is power. I think that actually knowing how birth works, how your body is designed to let birth happen, that can be an absolutely enormous boost for your mindset. Understanding and appreciating the physiology of birth is fundamental to you feeling good about it. 
to you feeling like you are able to do it. Because in general, the process of birth is a big unknown to us until we're expecting babies of our own. Why we are not taught more about this in school baffles me. And I will have, you will have heard me say that sentence multiple times if you're a regular listener. So I think that this episode should really help to nurture your mindset around birth by building your knowledge about how it works, how your body is designed to birth your baby. And that brings us to our starting point for today's episode on contractions, which is the thing that will be doing the contracting, and that is the uterus. Your amazing uterus, your baby's current home, also often referred to as the womb. Outside of pregnancy, your uterus is about the size of a pear. And during pregnancy, as your baby grows and develops in the uterus, the uterus expands to accommodate your baby and everything that goes with them, all the fluid and your placenta, everything that your baby needs. The uterus is a muscle, well, a network of muscles really, It is made up of two layers of muscle fibres, one group that run vertically from the top of your uterus, which is called the fundus, to the bottom, which is where your cervix is. And the cervix is what your baby will make their way through during labour and birth. The other group of muscles run in horizontal rings around your baby. And during pregnancies, These rings are concentrated at the bottom of your uterus where they are very tightly closed, holding your baby inside and holding the cervix closed. Now, during labour, these rings of muscle are pulled upwards, opening your cervix and they actually migrate up to the top of the uterus and form a really powerful band of muscle up there. So these layers of muscles work together during birth. And I'm going to run you through all of this again shortly, as it can be a bit tricksy to get your head around the first time you hear all of this. Uh, So don't worry about rewinding and trying to understand it all now. We are going to go through it again. But what these muscles are doing is, in the first stage of labour, they are working to open your cervix, what you'll hear called as dilation. And they then work to push your baby down through the cervix into the pelvis and then out into your waiting arms. Now, you know that your uterus is made up of muscles and that these muscles have an important role in birth. And let's think about that. Let's think about muscles. What do muscles need to work efficiently? They need fuel, they need oxygen, they need to be relaxed. And these particular muscles are conducted by the hormone oxytocin. Your uterine muscles are covered in oxytocin receptors and this is the hormone that tells them to contract. So they also need to have oxytocin flowing as well. These are things to get your birth partners to have in the back of their minds for supporting you on the day. How can we support these muscles to function as best they can? Hunger, thirst, fear, breathing... All of those things are going to impact on the effectiveness of your muscle function. Feeling stressed can lead to tension in the body, particularly in the jaw and in our core muscles, and that includes your uterine muscles. If this happens in birth, it can magnify the feeling of any contractions that you're having and might result in some pretty intense sensations. This is one of the reasons why trying to remain as calm and relaxed as possible, can be incredibly beneficial for you. If you are new to the podcast, 
definitely look back to my episode on the fear, tension, pain cycle and that will guide you through a lot more about the impact of that fear and tension can have on your muscle function. Right, so let's talk about the different changes that your uterus goes through before baby is born. You might have heard of effacement before, you might not have, don't worry if you haven't. This is just a fancy way of describing the thinning of the cervix. So your cervix starts out quite long and tubular. It feels pretty firm, a bit like the end of your nose. And effacement is when it begins to shorten, thin out and soften. And during pregnancy, your cervix also sits quite high and it's facing towards your back. So its position has to change before or during labour. It has to lower down and it also has to turn around so it's facing forwards towards baby's exit route. And these changes can happen during the early stages of labour and many people might not even notice these changes happening. Some maybe have mild cramps or backache. Some might be having challenging contractions as these changes happen. Some people's bodies will have, unbeknown to them, have been working the cervix down and round maybe even a few centimetres dilated over the course of a few days. Other people might have a sudden and super quick onset. And unfortunately, there is no way to know how or when your body will make these changes, which is why I think it's really important to understand that all of these are variations of normal. So that if you're examined for whatever reason at 41 weeks and your cervix is still high and facing backwards... Do not feel too discouraged. That doesn't tell you anything about when your baby will arrive. You could still end up in labour that night. There There are no hard and fast rules with birth. And another thing that I want to point out here is that all of this is exactly why there is no such thing as only two centimetres dilated or only however many centimetres dilated because... Before dilating, your body has already done so much work to thin the cervix and move it around to forward facing. And it is just really important to recognise that birth is not a linear process and it will vary massively from person to person. The maternity system categorises labour and has a map of the different stages and probably has a bit of an expectation of your body and when it expects it to be in specific stages but that is not really how birth works and some good news for those of you who have given birth before labour can quite often be quicker second time round and part of the reason for that is because your cervix doesn't go back to being quite the same shape as it was before a baby passed through it and also because your body has made these changes before it can do them faster second time round and often instead of doing all of these different steps as separate steps, it can do them all together at the same time. Very, very clever. Now that we have introduced you to the uterus and the muscles that are working their butts off during labour and birth, let's talk about those contractions. So like we've just said, the uterine muscles are responsible for your contractions. And contractions are exactly that. They are muscle contractions. Just like your Arm muscles contract and relax to move your arm. Your uterine muscles contract and relax to open your body and move your baby. 
So we talked earlier about there being layers of both vertical muscles running from the top to the bottom of the uterus, as well as horizontal rings of muscles running around the outside of the uterus holding baby in place. Well, during labour, you will experience two different kinds of contractions and they are different because it is the different muscles that are working. So I'm going to talk about them just now as up contractions and down contractions and they will probably feel very different when you experience them. If you have given birth before, you maybe remember this from last time that the sensations of labour changed as it progressed. So let's start with up contractions. And these are the job of the vertical uterine muscles. And what they are trying to do is, with each contraction, draw up the horizontal rings of muscle. And in drawing up these muscles, the rings of muscles then move up and over baby. And that pulls your cervix open. This is the opening stage of labour. What we talk about as dilation, that is known as the first stage of labour, the opening stage of labour. And once the cervix is fully dilated, which, by the way, <laughs> is as open as it needs to be in order for your baby's head to pass through. There's so much focus on be getting to 10 centimetres dilated, but your cervix is only going to open as much as it needs to. And that might be 9 centimetres, 10 centimetres or 11 centimetres. You may have noticed this before, but not all newborn babies have the same size heads. <laughs> but... Anyway, once your cervix has opened as much as it needs to for baby to begin to pass through, we then enter the second stage of labour and this is the pushing phase. So those horizontal rings of muscle that were previously really concentrated at the bottom of the uterus, tightly closed, holding baby inside, they have now opened and are drawn up to sit behind baby and they now form a really thick band of muscle at the top of the uterus. And this is where we shift to down contractions as the muscles are switching roles at this point. So the vertical muscles are now relaxing and it's the horizontal muscles that are contracting. A really powerful piston of muscle working to push your baby down and out into your waiting arms so that you can have that first sniff of them, that first cuddle. And this amazing design is called the fetal ejection reflex and it is how you will know how to push because actually the majority of pushing is involuntary. Different bodies work in different ways. Some people will feel the urge to push with this feeling, others won't. When you hear people say they breathed their baby out, this is how that's possible. They haven't felt like they physically or consciously needed to push they've just breathed their way through the sensations they're not saying it was a few inhales and a few exhales and that was it they're not saying it wasn't challenging they're just saying that they were able to work through the sensations that their body was was doing a lot of the work for them a really common question that pregnant people ask is how will i know when to push and that is a bit like asking how you will know when you need to go for a poo. If the muscles in your gut are working as they should to eject waste, then your brain will recognise what's happening and tell you to head for the toilet. Kind of the same thing for pushing out a baby. Your body will let you know, it will give you the signals. There is, if you're interested in having an epidural, an epidural can impact on the sensations that you feel for pushing and that is something that we will cover 
in another episode. But remember, the uterus is a muscle. And I want you to be thinking about that every time you work out your muscles. Whether that's going for a walk, maybe you're putting in some sessions in the gym, or maybe you're just lifting your toddler up for a cuddle, or your puppy, or you're picking up a pen to make notes or draw pictures. We do that without thought. We just expect those muscles to work in those situations. We do not question our ability to be able to do those things, those jobs in day-to-day life. So I want you to expect your uterus to be able to do its job. I want you to really believe in it because that is such a powerful first step to building your confidence in birth. Right, pals? There we have it. An overview of contractions, what is happening in your body to actually get this baby moving and the incredible role of the uterus and birth. I really hope that you found that useful. Next week, I am going to be talking to you about preparing to breastfeed or chestfeed. So I hope you will enjoy that episode when it comes out. Thanks so much for listening. Cheers. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Hypno Walk podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. And you can find out more about what I'm up to by heading to birthingparentsclub.com. See you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.